Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 132 of Let's Play on The Story Tinker. And today we have two brand new co-hosts, <laughs> Jackie and Erin. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm 32. I live in the Northeast U.S. Um, I am married. I'm a massage therapist um, and mom to two wonderful cats. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Jackie uh, from Austin, Texas, uh, 26, avid reader, uh, noted by the books, (laughs) (laughs) Um, engaged and uh, proud uh, for mom, I guess, of cat and dog. <laughs> We're a mixed family. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, two cats, but not with me, although there are two different cats in this house. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last week we left off with Charles reminding Sam of her party, which was actually a raid and, you know, him spilling his coffee because of her shock <laughs> and we open up with Angela Angela sleeping in bed and just like looking at her apartment kind of to see what what it's like you do that to like analyze what their personalities like what we can see she has like this um kind of very classic one in bed and she has this mannequin sunburst mirrors organized she also desk. Has a bat next to her bed a bat that's a baseball bat, like next to her headboard. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty indicative of, <laughs> um, you know, what she went through, right? If she is so scared and she has so much trauma that she feels the need to have that next to her bed, I didn't even notice that. I can't believe I yeah, missed that. That was the first thing I noticed when we got when we saw her. I was like, oh my god, her night, her room is so nice, but oh my god, she's got a bat next to her bed. Like, girl, like, a props to you, you know, defend yourself. But at the same time, like, oh my god, who hurt you? <laughs> hmm. That's serious. Yeah. I remember thinking like, um, I actually thought several times of putting a bat next to my bed because like, I didn't, I didn't want a gun. And, um, I thought like, okay, this is the next (laughs) good thing to have for intruders, but I never got around to it, especially since we don't play baseball. So, (laughs) (laughs) and she's groaning and she picks up the phone and she's like, do you know what effing time it is? Someone had better be dead. So, which is obviously a very funny thing to say where you're like, I hope someone's dead. (laughs) We get to see I, was, I was just thinking that I was like I had to like double check and go back to previous episodes like it's like did we did she have freckles it's been a minute since we've seen her like what and no she always covers them up which is yeah. sad whenever um Manji was releasing some uh like uh preview stuff I, that was one of the scenes that she had released as uh Angela with freckles and I was like who is that because <laughs> I had no idea but yeah it was kind of funny mm-hmm. yes I love freckles um I have freckles I don't know if you can see them but yeah definitely <laughs> and um freckles are cute I don't even know why anyone would I mean people should do whatever they like obviously but freckles are adorable <laughs> There's another webtoon I read that my, anytime I've shown my husband, like any of the shots for me, she's the main female lead is like covered in freckles. He's like, I love her freckles. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got, you know, I have more questions about freckles, but I guess this is not a freckle soliloquy. So that's, <laughs> and we, so we have Sam on the phone and she's like, Angela, it's me, Sam. I'm so sorry for missing your read last night. I hope I didn't worry you guys. And I find it funny that she's waving while she's talking. Do you ever do that too? You're like on the phone. You're like, hi. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Every, I'm a hand talker. So if mm-hmm. I'm not talking with my hands, I literally can't talk. <laughs> my husband used to grab my hands when we were chatting just to see if it would interrupt my train of thought. And it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Same. And Angela's like, what are you talking about? Didn't you get the message that the rape was canceled? And she's like, oh, it was canceled. 
yeah, Dallas was grounded for some reason, which is like, yes. Okay. So I, I was wondering, right? We left off like in season two where Link discovered like all the billion toilet paper rolls and their garbage. And he's like, Dallas. So I was wondering what was going to happen. So I'm sure we'll get back to it, but now we look, know at least that he's been grounded. Well, I mean, like, wait, what do you guys think of Dallas and like what's going on with him and why is he stealing paper towel rolls, toilet paper rolls? Well, I also think it was the smoking too, right? Like Abe caught him smoking and he's like, you're not even 18 yet. Like, how are you able to get these? Does your brother know? And he's like, you know, between that and the toilet paper thing, I think combined together probably spells recipe for disaster, right? What is he's he definitely, I mean, he's acting out in some way. I think some of, you know, he, they, he and his, and like obviously lost their dad quite young. Link was a little bit older, so he, I'm wondering if Dallas is just doing the teenage rebellion to, like, a whole new nth level, but it it's probably also just to piss Link off, because he's only stealing them from the coffee shop, but yeah, I still haven't figured out, like, what on earth he's doing with them, but, like, the garbage, amateur apparently. move 101 don't throw it away at home. Throw it away somewhere else. <laughs> Put it in somebody else's trash. <laughs> yeah, I also so, remember. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. So I also remember in one of the previous episodes when they're at the gym working out, um, and uh, Link and Angela are playing basketball, and Dallas oversees them uh, doing that, and he gets extremely jealous that he cannot interact that way with Angela, who I think he perceives and likes as a pretty woman, very fiery, you know, calls him out on his crap kind of stuff in, in the game world. And so it, it kind of like, I wonder if there's not a way that he's doing this, not just to get back at link for that, but also to be like, kind of a stick it to you. Like, I don't know. I ha- again, I haven't figured it out either. <laughs> One brothers thing I think- brothers. yeah and that is the fact that Dallas is like in a very turbulent stage in his life like it's not pleasant to see someone go through that and I remember my teenage years and it's like just just like so like everything was so unhealthy so drama the emotions the anger and like stupidity right like you look back at it now and you're like it's just and Dallas is going through that and it's hard to see a character like be so dumb self-destructive silly but obnoxious all that stuff but it's so true to reality like that's what teenagers are and you know like yeah but hopefully we'll see him grow up and like see his own redemption arc or whatever his resolution will be but it's nice to see that portrayed especially since the rest of the comic is about adults so we're kind of getting like age diversity in terms of like what he's dealing with in his stage in life I really want him and Link to be able to have like that good brother bonding moment of like, let them hash it out if they need to kind of duke it out with each other a little bit, whether that's with words or physically or whatever. Like, I want them to kind of have that coming back together moment of like being a good family unit because I'd hate to see them drive a bigger wedge between them because like they seem to have a pretty good and supportive relationship growing up and I know my sister and I had a stuff like that like we fell apart for a little while and now we're closer than ever it's like I want them to have that thing that brings them back together to be like you know what you can be a shithead sometimes but you're my brother and I'm always here for you (laughs) yeah and I see in Link's approach like I have my daughter is 10 and you know she's already displaying some preteen behavior and I'm a very like strict parent. I don't know if I'm very strict, but like that's more my attitude than I'm not like one of those like, oh sweetie, come here, let me like massage your hair. Like not one of those people. And my reaction to her is always like very disciplinary, like, oh, like don't do speaking that way, it's rude, or like it's an unacceptable. And um I recognize that like I probably have to change the way that well, why I was calling. I have to change the way that I relate to her because I don't think that's the best way. And like Link right now is very much like, Dallas, you're doing something wrong. Let me, you know, let me um, censure you. Let me explain to you why, you know, you're acting like what you're doing is wrong. But Dallas may just be further antagonized by that. Like he's probably needs someone to be understanding and say, hey, what's up, Dallas? Like you seem like you're going through a hard time and that's making you lash out. Like, what can I help you with? And it's, it's very hard to do that when you're like, 
close to that person and when you're angry, you know, about the things that they do. But <laughs> I think we have to, you know, always overcome our instinctual, instinctive reaction. Mm-hmm. So now that we've done all this analysis on one line, <laughs> <laughs> she says, she continues and she's like, Kyle's wife had to work late and Olivia and Edgar had to go through some hoity-toity gala, which is funny because, you know, they're, they're the, the rich crowd presenting or presenting that world. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, how did you not get the message? Were you not online all night? And Sam was like looking over at Charles. She's like, uh, um, I, it's because I passed out when I got home from work. I, I just woke up. Charles is like <coughs> shitty liar <laughs> so cute <laughs> and very Charles of course weekend like, Charles is very sassy <laughs> yes I love it <laughs> yes uh, adorable <laughs> Sam is not too happy about this because she unlike Charles Charles is very comfortable right with you know he's like he has no problem saying yeah I spent the night with a girl right and but Sam is not at that stage yet. She is totally new to these kinds of experiences, so she is still embarrassed and not ready to share with her friends yet. On well, I've seen it in a couple of the discords and some of the comments and stuff like that. Like Angela is the super she, not necessarily the mom friend, but she's super protective. So like if Angela found out that she spent the night with someone you know that her hackles would get up. She would be like, who was it? How, what did you do? Are you okay? Where are you? Do you need a ride home? All this other stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they were like, both Angela and Vicky were encouraging her to like be in touch with her sexuality, which is great, but they probably do have maybe an overprotective side and Sam knows they'll be on her case and she probably needs a little more privacy <laughs> at this point. She needs a chance to ease into it a little more. <laughs> I think the also the worry is that you know Sam's with Charles of all people, right? It's not Link, who it's just their friend and they know and they're aware of. And I mean, even with Link, they were still very overprotective, um, and they knew him. Uh, but with Charles, he's like you know this new element. He works with her, so that kind of like I, I know it's not I know it's not supposed to be taboo because like the dad made the policy at work that you can fraternize with other people, but like it's still kind of taboo. You know, it mm-hmm. is her boss. It is in a relationship of power, and uh, I I can see. I'm also a very mom friend to my friends, <laughs> but it's like, you know, are you sure he's not taking advantage of you kind of thing? Like, you know, you feel like you can't say no in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, of course her also getting drunk with him and she doesn't drink uh, adds a layer to it. I think. Yeah. The one I'm piece so of this relationship. That's the one piece of the relationship with Charles that it just, it doesn't sit right is that that power dynamic that he's you know yes her dad owns the company and there's that power dynamic but the I am your boss and you are my un- underling so to speak that's I'm like if he literally were anywhere else either in the company or just an equal a peer I wouldn't be as much like it still just, it makes my skin crawl a little bit I'm like, yeah. I don't mind them together outside of work with that dynamic I'm like oh but no (laughs) yeah but I mean you see so many you know web comics where that's like the girl dates the CEO and that's like (laughs) like this like giant Korean trope I read a couple of them right now and I'm like what is it with this attraction to like these young hot distant emotionally cold CEOs (laughs) <laughs> look I'll, I'll admit I fall for it every yeah. single time a new one comes out and I'm like oh is it going to be different no it's the, the same, same. Thing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not my thing but like I also recognize like I at this point you know, it's so funny after analyzing <clears throat> like the relationships and these like what people are attracted to um and myself like on the podcast specifically like I recognize I do not like power people in power over me I'm like uh-uh. like we have to be equals you know? <laughs> so I'm like no no CEO for me like unless you know I mean it could the guy could be a CEO um I'm already married but whatever you know in my <laughs> theoretical fantasy world but like I have to be at the same level like I'm not like oh my god you're the CEO <laughs> you can be the CFO while he's the CEO <laughs> <laughs> and I and I don't think that someone's job position makes them a 
more powerful person than me or an inherently superior person than me. I'm saying I would never have a dynamic where I am in a relationship with someone who I think is superior to me, you know, like, mm-hmm. or who I'm afraid of or who I'm like intimidated by. That's, yeah. So, yeah. Um, back to Charles and Sam. She, Angela's like, whatever, I'm going back to see if that's cool with you. Sorry, Angela, I'll talk to you later. And Sam thinks to herself, oh, I guess I didn't miss the read after all. Otherwise, I would feel awful that I let them down. So that's good. Good for her. And <clears throat> sorry, Charles tells her, he's like, you don't have to, you didn't have to tell me that you had a party last night to go to. Could have told me the truth. And she's like, it's kind of embarrassing. She's like, why? Because you like to spend time with your friends online. You don't have to be embarrassed about that with me, Bunty. I wouldn't think less of you for that. Like, oh, Charles. <laughs> I know it's like validating and reaffirming that her hobbies are good and valid and doesn't matter how she's spending time with her friends it's that she's spending time with her friends and having fun like yes (laughs) I also like that this is the first panel that we see her absolute giant hickey (laughs) I know like oh my god that bite though like Charles (laughs) as soon as I saw it because I was like what and I scrolled and I was trying to find like, <laughs> you know, did, was this shown earlier? Mm-hmm. Am I going crazy? Nope. This and they, but yeah, the I bite. was like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the bite. Yeah. Nice. That's a, yeah, that's a very strong bite. Uh, <laughs> right. I like I don't, that must, that had to have hurt even in the moment. Like I feel like that had to have hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because looking at this, I was like, Hmm, I, I don't think my husband ever bites me because I don't ever remember experiencing this <laughs> or maybe her skin just bruises really easily like maybe it was like a little, yeah. little nip and then just boom but also <laughs> I just I I worry because this is going to have immense repercussions when her dad comes back I mean just immense. I hope he stays here for a really long time and that she well, learns we get a fourth it. wall break later with with some of it to that we can talk about again but like I'm like yeah like she's got her hair up it's like she's gonna have to wear her hair down for like a week and a half or you know or putting makeup on it or something eternal next what 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 season is this (laughs) (laughs) so um she appreciates it she's like thanks charles i just need to pick up a browser for a minute that's okay of course and they're at her um apartment building and she's like it shouldn't take too long my landlord is watching him no worries and everyone you can take over from here uh, my first thought, though, when we got to that point was like, oh, thank God, Bowser wasn't left alone, unattended all night. I was a little, I, I in the last uh, podcast recording, I know there was some discussion of like, well, who's taking care of Bowser? And it's like, oh, thank God. So I'm like, maybe is this like a, a setup that she has with Mrs. Whipple, like on Friday nights for raid night, because she's probably gaming for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. You know, does she take him every Friday night to hang out and watch detective shows and eat french fries or popcorn yeah. or whatever i was wondering about that too I was like she didn't call anyone yesterday so that makes sense yeah so sam goes and picks him up and he hops right out there's my sweet boy were you good for mrs whipple and we have we re-meet our wonderful landlady you know he was a perfect little angel thank, thank you again for watching him no trouble happy to do it and she has you know this does he eat all your popcorn so obviously <laughs> bowser's got a bit of a, a snack tooth wouldn't say necessarily a sweet <laughs> tooth but um not this time that makes sense uh that we did make it through two seasons of crime chronicles <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot right i'm like i'm like it's gotta be one of those half hour shows right it's like two seasons in one night my goodness <laughs> I'm getting tired just thinking about it. Like, I am not as young. I, mean, I feel as like I, used I to could. Be. I feel like I could watch Criminal Minds though, like two seasons, like in a flash. Yeah, <laughs> I could just see her uh, Bowser and Mrs. Wobble like sitting on the couch together with the bowl of popcorn in between them. My dad, ha- my parents had a cat that um, was a dumpster cat when she was a, v- a very young kitten. So like she used to eat junk food with my dad. Like she'd eat Cheez-Its and popcorn and stuff like that on the couch <laughs> with him. <laughs> Hilarious. Cute. So then obviously the people keep talking back and forth. Bowser can't really understand it, but he, his, something has caught his attention and he looks up and he sees Charles and he yips over to him and he, they have, I've, the instant pack bond over their shell- shared Welsh heritage <laughs> in this moment. 
<laughs> oh, that's so- right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, I have a question before we go on to Bowser and his cuteness. Does it look to you like Charles is a little bit unhappy in like the panels where she's talking about the popcorn and when Bowser's looking up at Charles? He looks just, to me, he looks kind of just not sure what to do with himself. Like this is a relationship that Sam has is her landlord, it's her landlady. Mm-hmm. But like, he, I think he's just not quite sure what to do with himself. Like where... Mm-hmm. She, she hasn't introduced him mm-hmm. you know he's not sure how long this conversation is going to take it's that awkward like I'm just here because I'm physically here I don't need to be present in this conversation mm-hmm. I think that's also just like the resting face because mm-hmm. I feel like Charles has that constant problem of he just always looks angry mm-hmm. I mean like in every other panel that he's drawn in his resting face it just looks like slightly yeah, aggravated yeah. at any time <laughs> And I think that also just comes from, like, being a man high up in an organization, maybe, like, (laughs) so. Or just, I mean, I know that when I was in, um, like, the years of my life when I was, like, just very miserable, I always had, like, a very, like, a sour expression on my face. And I was, like, I distinctly recall, like, noticing it, that my mouth was always turned down. I was, like, oh, wow, like, this is, like, bad. (laughs) So, you know, Charles may be in that time in his life where we know he's been, you know, wounded by his wife and his whole attitude has taken a very bitter tone. So it could be that that's also why he just has that resting bitter face. I mean, he's got, he's probably also still got a lot on his mind. He, he got that phone call from the other company last night while Sam had her Irish coffee (laughs) unattended, Mm -hmm. you know, so he's probably still mulling that over in his head. Like, what do I do? You know, I'm, I've, I'm now, possibly have this thing going on that I really might enjoy but at the same time you know it's the how you know you got that it's how much money mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know so he's probably still mulling that over even after this morning's activities <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so then uh Charles is having a bit of a panic Miss Young what does he want I think he wants you to pick him up and hold him. Why would he want that? And I was <laughs> like, yes, please. Oh my God, a new friend. Like, again, just instant pack on. He is in it to win it. He is team Charles. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think he likes you. Must have made a good first impression. And this whole reaction from Charles, like he's very skeptical of this. And it's like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Like, I, did he not have just, did he, he may not have had pets growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, or is just, you know, like there's a certain amount of people that just aren't pet people because they invite a certain amount of chaos into your life. And he seems like somebody that does not enjoy that level yeah. of chaos in their life. I think mm-hmm. it's also a, a commitment thing. Like right after his wife, he didn't want to make any commitments at all. Mm-hmm. The most, I think the long-term relationship at that point was his job. And so having a, an animal uh, definitely invites that type of love and connection yeah. and then you know kind of rejecting that because he felt like he didn't want to to deal with it um mm-hmm. but I do like the raised eyebrow at the end like huh <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah how, how do I pick him up I'm kind of like you would a child steady on mate <laughs> don't go ragdoll on me Which but it's that's just a- like a cat thing right like maybe he is used to cats <laughs> Well, I know, and sometimes when Mongi's done the uh, characterizations of her characters, like Marshall is like a Labrador, he's a people pleaser. Um, and I think she's done Charles, like he's a cat, very aloof, very kind of distant. I'm like, well, she's clearly never met my cats. I've never met more people oriented cats. Wow. You know, Monica is a wolf. Link hmm. is a lion. Like, so they've got these yeah. very big animal personas. But yeah, he's just like, oh God, what do I do? <laughs> Very you know cool. how's this and then he's got this he's just got this little bowser loaf <laughs> <laughs> you know he's just, and just uneasy am i holding him right i don't want him to be uncomfortable like oh my gosh it was and bowser's just pleased his bunch he's so excited mm-hmm. <laughs> that little you <laughs> and it just it re- actually reminded me i had a conversation we've got some friends with that live with us at our house and um my, my friend Carrie was saying this morning, she's like, I've never 
I've never held an, a baby, like a human baby, but no. she, uh, one of our cats is absolutely obsessed with her. So like every morning when she comes downstairs, she scoops him up and holds him like this. And he just is like, okay. And just like, she stretches his belly and mm-hmm. they stand at the front door and watch all the birds. And it's just like, they did a, They do that for like five minutes every morning. And she's like, I'm going to be so good at holding babies because I'm used to holding this cat. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. No, but him, Charles holding Bowser is just like my ovaries. Ah, it's like, oh, they're so cute. That just made to hold yes. that dog. <laughs> Sam, heck, my heart just jumped. I was like, girl, same. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because yeah it's like a lot of people portray it usually they have it with babies and you know sam is has pets so she has it when when he holds the pet (laughs) it's it's a classic moment in stories you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like you can be the father of my children (laughs) (laughs) and the stepdad to my dog (laughs) exactly yes and then uh, Mrs. Whipple chimes in, wowee, a man so handsome even makes my old ovaries go doki doki. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm living for this dirty old lady. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> also, I like the implication that she obviously either watches anime, reads manga, because doki doki is like a, it's a Japanese sound effect, right? Um, <laughs> it's for like a heartbeat and so, or like a, a pulse. And that to me is just even funnier. <laughs> yeah well what yeah yeah it's the mpl version of the badump (laughs) (laughs) right yes yes yeah badump is something that i learned what after reading so then finally yeah so then mrs whipple this is my friend charles jones mad pleasure madam Ooh, a british accent i hope that means we're about to be invaded again like i'm just (laughs) living for her just that old person no filter but you know, yeah, she, you know, she, Sam finally realizes, oh, I should introduce this person who I've got tagging along with me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's not just standing here awkwardly with my dog. Mm-hmm. And he's so formal and so polite, you know, that's, um, yeah, it's like his, his demeanor to everyone else is just like we were saying before, very distant. And it's nice to see him have a relationship with Sam where he's more close. I mean, it's also that, that, level of veterans I mean she's an older woman she's the the manager or landlady for the building so you know just she is now in a position she is also a position of power and I think you know it's not necessarily like power respects power but like you know I respect that you are in the position that you're in you're in you're in a a position of power within this building you give Mm -hmm. my friend a safe place to live and you take care of her (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I also think that he just has charm right like just absolute just finesse whenever it comes to talking with someone that Mm -hmm. that English gentleman thing that's why you know she's like oh (laughs) (laughs) by the way I also realized I was like I don't know what a Welsh accent sounds like I'm gonna go on YouTube and like put on Welsh people talking so I can know what it sounds like I love all accents, but Welsh is so, it's, it's kind of hard um, as far as like the English accents go uh, mm-hmm. to imitate. And so like, you know, if you hear a good Welsh accent, like that person's from Wales, yeah. <laughs> I have not been able to see, meet anybody who could like imitate one. I think the last Welsh accent I probably heard was I still haven't finished season three or four of The Crown, whatever the last one was, mm-hmm. but where, you know, but they, you know, they had, they send um, the actor playing Prince Charles off to Wales to study and learn Welsh and all this other stuff. So like, I got some of it there, but yeah, it's one of those, like, it's definitely distinctly different from like English, like an England English accent. It's certainly not a Scottish accent, but Mm. it's just that differently unique something. (laughs) But yeah, I could, I don't think I could ever recreate it even in my own head right it's maybe it's I'll, one of those that like that. truly you can't recreate your head like I could probably figure out a French accent or Italian because you hear it so often but Welsh is very distinct and I I like that she made him Welsh of all things like right. there's so many good examples in media of just you know regular English accents or you know French or Italian any type of European other European but I don't think we get a lot of Wales representation so mm. I, I liked that yeah 
<laughs> um, so then she says, if these are the type of friends you have, Sam, I can understand why you were away last night with yesterday's outfits and a hickey <laughs> on your neck. Oh, and Sam boy. just has this like, oh my God, what? To be young and dumb and full of fun again. And Charles is just like, yeah, and? Like, he's definitely, I think, a little embarrassed on mm, her. That she's talking you know, about it so openly. Right, because it's very clear that the implication is that's that's from him. That's a love <laughs> bite from him. Why else would he be taking her home this morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, this kind of also makes me wonder, like, is Mrs. Whipple married? Does she have a, a guy to have some fun with? <laughs> or like a, does she have a boyfriend or something right I don't know I'm like now I'm like I want to like go back and like scroll and see if I can see a wedding ring on a finger but I don't know if we can I will get that level of detail uh, and then we have an exterior shout of Charles why didn't you tell me I had a hickey <laughs> and I love Charles's fourth wall breaks he seems to get the most of them yeah but yeah, in my defense, your hair was down earlier. Otherwise, you've been drawn on the left side of the panel and I couldn't see that side of you very well. It's <laughs> awesome. I, I love in the in the previous panel, right, where he's looking to the side like, crap, I didn't think I bit that hard kind of thing. Like, the, like maybe he didn't know that he had done that to her um, or realized it much later on. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, yeah, like you've been on the other side of the panel, you know, you know, cause like in the car, it was on the passenger side door side. Like, so he wouldn't have been able to see it from where he was in the car. And like I was saying earlier, yeah, like she had her hair down. So now she's got her hair half up. So unless she keeps her hair down at work for the foreseeable future <laughs> until that's healed, you know, she's going to get a lot of side eye from, from some folks. And her <laughs> I bet dad is she- going to have a stroke <laughs> I bet she wears a scarf and I bet that her dad calls her out on it or something dumb no. right like <laughs> no oh my god the receptionist uh, uh Lucy yes. like Lucy Lucy <laughs> oh, will no. call her out on it and be like yes ma'am thank you get it girl and like ask her like who was it and, oh, but she's no. gonna be like oh my god Lucy like cut it out because you see like her dad will come out of his office and be like my dumb my pumpkin he has crazy radar like he knows things that are not possible to know so he'll find out oh yeah oh no i'm i, I don't want to see that go down honestly i'm so terrified then, you know, oh, and then she's like oh this is so embarrassing and he's and again he's trying to reassure her, like miss it's not a big deal miss young and she's maybe for you but you don't i'm not used to this sort of thing and then we see a new set of of legs in the hallway and we'll pass this over to you Jackie (laughs) all right so step step Marshall enters the scene and he goes hmm as he looks their way sees that Sam and uh Charles are there in her doorway oh hey morning you two morning Ben says Charles morning mumbles Sam extremely (laughs) embarrassed and then Bowser who's looking yeah she's clutching her neck like don't notice don't notice (laughs) even though he's not even facing that side of her um and then but Bowser is looking just like so smug like (laughs) like here's this person I like him uh I don't like you kind of thing like I I let him pick me up I was, uh, I was just zooming in on that he's it looks like he's getting ready for a growl like yeah. he's not even necessarily smug he's he's got angry Very. eyebrows mm-hmm. well it's kind of like one of those kids right where like mom says no and then you go to dad and then dad says yes kind of thing mm-hmm. so like uh-huh. you know Marshall wants to hold him <laughs> and he's like no and then mm-hmm so then it goes, hey, Charles, I never got to thank you for, and then he, he realizes that he sees Bowser <laughs> being held by Charles. Something wrong, says Charles, and Bowser, who has his, his little tongue sticking out, <laughs> just like nana and a boo-boo, uh, and then Jacuz, as he points at Bowser, Marshall's like tearing up, crying, just <laughs> absolutely absurdly upset by this. <laughs> just hilarious and then listen little pupper 
Marshall says, I know that we started off on the wrong paw. And he's just like, you know, getting real close to him. Bowser's turning away like, I won't even listen. <laughs> because the first time that Bowser and Marshall met, like, you know, he picked him up immediately, disrespected all his boundaries. And, uh, you know, then Charles, who respected, was pe- like peaceful with it. But I think that's a stark difference between like Marshall and Charles, right? Like Marshall is that big energy at all times. And then Charles, who's more reserved, earns mm-hmm. Bowser's trust at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marshall is that over enthusiastic in your face. Oh my God, it's a doggo. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it has something to do with like Dina also, because Dina is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, she just doesn't know what's going on, right? Like, you could be that overexcited type of person and Dina would just be like shivering. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then in the next panel, we see, I know, I also know that Charles is a real dreamboat and I've heard he's great with his hands and gives good pets <laughs> and the double entendre there. <laughs> like Marshall have no idea that Say was given a good pet earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So Charles good. is just like, um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you like invading the... my privacy? Why well, does everyone, like did six... everybody know about my sexual activities? <laughs> like, yeah, well, like the sixth sense as well, right? Like, because also Marshall's speaking because his older sister used to see Charles. So Charles is sitting there like extremely awkward um, <laughs> with that whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then Sam looks very concerned for Charles. <laughs> Charles has the ellipsis of like, uh, and then Marshall in the next panel, but I give the best snuggles, butt scritches, and the gentlest of snoop boops. I even let the doggos be the big spoon. So why won't you give me another chance to prove my love for you? Marshall, he's going through this whole soliloquy of just professing his love for Bowser. I mean, that was enough. I sold me. I'm like, like I don't I like being big spoon like yes please (laughs) right but I think what's interesting is in the next panel um Charles is like have you considered he's that he simply just doesn't like you um and I don't think he meant it as like a mean you know barbed insult or anything but just like a have you considered very bluntly and then it doesn't always matter how much you may love the dog. Um, they may dislike you regardless. And Marshall mm-hmm. gasps, right? Um, but I think what's interesting is the parallels that I've seen, especially with the Bowser interaction and her video game. Mm-hmm. So both Charles and Marshall played Ruminate, and both of them had a very different approach to the game. Marshall at the beginning tried to go bust his way through headstrong, enthusiastic, like always. And that got him in trouble. And then we see that kind of same thing play out with Bowser is he tries to go headstrong, go in for, you know, immediately, you're going to like me. I know what I'm doing to, to get your trust and your love and affection. And then Charles, on the other hand, is a more calculated approach. Uh, even if he doesn't mean to be, that's how he, he is. Um, and also how they kind of defeat Bowser uh, in the game Ruminate, right? Like Charles does it through cunning and smarts, and then Marshall does it through prowess. And so I, I hope I'm not right in this and how that predicts the ending, but that's just how I'm kind of seeing like the acts go. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of parallels their play in that. Yeah, that's so. That's really, that's a good point. And I for was... me, the biggest thing for this was um, well, I have two things. I I think that like Marshall's need to be liked by everybody is unhealthy, and his he had a very extreme reaction to what happened with Sam and Ruminate, and his guilt that he felt was a little bit over the top and uncalled for, and it obviously resulted in extreme poor physical health for him. So I think um, I understand now why Monica was so protective of him, saying that he has a big heart, like he really, really, really does, and it's to an unhealthy level. And he has to, I I agree. I think that one of the things he'll have to learn is how to not be so tenderhearted and not take everything so deeply 
and it's it's tough to do I imagine but he'll never get through life if he doesn't learn to to develop a little bit more of a of a skin mm-hmm. I was I wrote my notes um that like the, his his people pleasing like you were saying Mindy mm-hmm. um and being a being liked is so important to him that the idea that an animal like like most of the time like dogs have this huge reservoir of unconditional love animals in general so the idea of a dog not liking him on principle is just unfathomable to him that it's just he doesn't know how to deal with it because he's so not necessarily used to being liked by everyone but it is such an important thing for him that it's just the you know maybe he just doesn't like you he's just like like the heartbreak on his face because it's something that he knows he's struggling with. And especially like, this is right after that nightmare that he just had with, mm-hmm. you know, his, his dad and that overbearing personality and trying, you know, the people pleasing with his mom, you know, he was, I see that as very much, he was probably the the one in the family who tried to keep the peace when everything mm-hmm. was falling apart around him. If he can just make everybody smile and forget that everybody's mad at each other, then everything will be fine and nothing will be bad and everyone can just be happy again. Like that's, that's what I'm seeing is like, he doesn't want people to be upset. And if he can't fill that role, what is he doing? What's his Mm -hmm. point? What's his purpose? Also, I think what's interesting is like, as he played Ruminate the first time, I think he played it as Marshall, but then as the second time he played it as Ben. And so I think he will win Bowser over whenever he finally becomes Ben again um, and accepts himself as that. And so that's why, (laughs) but I mean, I think that's why Bowser doesn't like him, right? Because I mean, you can tell that animals always, they they have a sixth sense whenever it comes to people and recognizing Mm -hmm. true people from fake people. And I think he just realizes that Marshall doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't deserve his love because it's not that's not the right way that, to phrase that. But it's like he w- is withholding it because he wants him to try to approach him as Ben because he knows what he can be, um, and he wants to like that person. But I probably have reading too much into a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that's that. That's what idea. we're here for, though, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Bowser so- is the moral compass in the center of this entire <laughs> series. <laughs> So I have my own um, next panel though. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. (laughs) So my, I have like another, like maybe also too much interpretation. Um, When Charles says, have you considered that he doesn't like you? It doesn't matter how much you love them. They may not love you back. It really struck a chord with me as in like, maybe that's how he's feeling about his wife. You know, he loved her and she did something to him that demonstrated she did not love him back. And you know that might just be like very present on his mind all the time. Yeah, I think that's definitely shown. Um, I also think that going back to the point about the nightmare that you're saying, Aaron, and how Marshall just lived that whole thing, um, I, I noticed that it he tends to be more Marshall after those instances than he mm-hmm. is in any other uh, time, and so it's kind of sad to see. Uh, that happen and then also charles whenever he's confronted with any type of love and commitment definitely his default is to go back on that uh you know reserved and like constrained type of person mm-hmm. yeah that's true <sighs> these complicated boys <laughs> i know so many problems <laughs> so but then in the next panel uh marshall turns away and he's like of course charles um and Bowser, of course, is giving a side eye. And Sam is just looking extremely concerned. Uh, and Charles is like, oh, crap. I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, uh, he, looks, he looks repentant. I feel bad. Like, he feels yeah, bad probably a little said. harsher than I meant it to come out, but too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I knew the day would come when I met a pupper who didn't return my love for him. And then Marshall, the next panel's running away, crying dramatically. I just didn't know it would hurt this much <laughs> as he's, you know, blah. Um, and so then uh, Sam goes, Charles, how could you say that? I think you hurt his feelings. Um, and Charles sighs and says, I'm sorry, Miss Young. I'm used to his sister who prefers to speak bluntly. And I think this is also showing that like, 
maybe Charles is not the best person whenever it comes to emotions or, mm -hmm. you know, being kind when kindness is needed. Uh, mm -hmm. He's kind to Sam, but man, yeah. everybody else in the office, like I've never seen him be nice to anybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I think that Sam is different for him. And I know some people might fault Charles for that. And to me that, yeah, while that may be a fault, like it's not a irredeemable fault to me, it's like a normal human flaw. So I like, it doesn't bother me if he's cold to other people and not, and not cold to Sam. I see that as something that he needs to work on and will hopefully like improve throughout the course of the story. But it, to me, it's like a very forgivable flaw. Yeah, it's something I, that she can help cultivate and bring back out in him while, you know, make him a more personable, more approachable person in the office and, and in general, while he brings out a more assertive side of her. I definitely like that. This is why I like Charm the best is because I think they do bring out the best in each other um, or try to make each other to be the best people that they can be. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, that's also just my bias. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I do see the stark changes in Sam being more assertive and aggressive and, uh, you know, wanting to participate more uh, and put herself out there. And then Charles, who, I mean, we kind of see in a few of the uh, extras, like with the heart thawing and like the rings clinking um, and then his control, the the last panel for season two, right? Like the control with the chains. And I wonder what that meant, you know, was that his control is slipping or he's kind of like getting back into control of that relationship, you know, but I do think Sam brings that out in him. Mm -hmm. Next panel is I easily forget that Ben has a much more tender heart. Uh, Sam goes, well, I'm sure he will forgive you. I just hate to see him upset. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of assumption that I hope that they don't continue on into the future that like Marshall just be forgiving. Um, right. Because it kind of seems like they could just walk all over him. But I, I like that they, she, I, I like, I don't, the whole like the ship, the ships in general, like they, there are strong ships in every camp. I really like the idea of, of Sam and Marshall being like really good friends. Like I don't want them to get together. I really do like him and Monica, Marshall and Monica, but like, I really just want Ben and Sam to be like really solid friends that kind of just have each other's backs and just like doing that, like creative support for each other. And just, I want them to be like, really, I just really want them to be good friends. Like, and that's all I ever need them to be. I do not need them to be a romantic interest. I just need them to be good friends because I think Marshall needs that just as much as Sam needs that. Like she's got all of her girlfriends and she's got, she does have that really good core group, but I think, she, you know, expanding that and having them go to, from being almost like enemies to friends is going to be such a rewarding experience to see them both grow through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say I'm a charm shipper, but I could also deal with smash. <laughs> so I, 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 I could swing either way. I'm, a, I'm okay. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask um, if we could do a bonus question about like, who's your end game, but I think we already addressed it. <laughs> well, who's your end game, Mindy? Obviously, Charles. <laughs> well, um, I mean, this is a total self-insert, I suppose, because in terms of for Sam, um, I just want her to be happy, I guess. And I think they're both good people, but I, as a person, like Charles a lot and he's much more my, someone I would choose. So that's just my, my bias. I, I agree. Um, I think with Charles, especially, like I said, second male lead, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like you had Link first and he was good. He was a, a solid friend choice as well, but, um, I, I have not seen her express any romantic interest in Marshall. And yeah. so I think that's what stops me from being like, ah, Sam and Marshall. Because, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think he's expressed any interest like that in her. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see what she, you know, Manji develops. <laughs> and I can't wait to, see, I can't wait to find out what the actual end game is. <laughs> and then I love uh, in the next panel, uh, Sam kind of reverts back to herself beforehand uh, of her more shy, less aggressive, assertive 
person. She goes, would you like to cut? <laughs> at the door she begins to blush realizing what happened earlier in that morning and charles just sits there and <laughs> lets her struggle through it it hurts me so much and, and he's just uh, like i'm just gonna make you say it <laughs> he has such a sweet smile though it's like this very tender smile where he's looking at her it's so affectionate and amused you know he loves that and it's it's not a making fun of smile it's a like I find you so sweet smile I think it's a change of pace right yeah definitely smitten Mm -hmm. and a a change of pace from I think what his wife was probably like oh that would make a lot of sense If, if Sam is the opposite of his wife that would make a lot of sense I would assume he's scarred from someone who has the same personality as his wife even even if his wife, you know, let's say his wife is assertive, that doesn't mean like assertive women are bad. It just means he has personal trauma from that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and oh, go ahead. <laughs> we don't we don't know what his wife's personality was like, but maybe we can infer that Sam might just be the opposite. Probably. <laughs> but I like she finally gives up, and she's like, instead of saying uh, to to come inside, uh, she says to enter my apartment. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but then he leans into her and he goes I would love to and uh just so cute yeah he's continuing the innuendo he's like yes I would love to come into your apartment (laughs) (laughs) right like this again that whole he had he is so suave and just is like that just that oozes charm and yeah just like that yeah I'd love to and the lean in oh. <laughs> and the hair falling a little bit in his oh, face oh right gosh. I have this okay so I am a child of the 90s and for me the sexiest <laughs> hairstyle I without a doubt is the 90s part like Leonardo DiCaprio had and it falls into your eyes there is nothing <laughs> more beautiful than that and I have made my husband he, he always wanted, he, he actually had long hair, like when he was a teenager, way before I met him, but he had short hair normally. And I was like, please, 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 please. For 10 years, grow your hair out during quarantine. He agreed to grow it. And now it is suitable nineties length. And usually he wears it to the side, but every so often he wants to like, you know, when he wants something or pretends to want something, he like puts the nineties hairstyle. He's like, look, look at my hair. <laughs> you, hey, use what you got. <laughs> sorry yeah this is my beautiful thank you that, that was just inspired by what you said sorry <laughs> no you're good uh my partner also grew his hair out during quarantine and uh it is now extremely long but I I am more of the 2000s and so it was always the skater boys sorry the cat jumped and pulled my headphones down um <laughs> but I I'm like you got to do the the side part the yeah the, 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 the down in front yeah <laughs> so cute I am a, I'm a sucker for all of it the the 90s and the 2000s uh, my husband was in the military though and when his hair starts to grow out at all it he does a little bit of the swoop to the side but it's more of the like prof, more of a Charles professional hairstyle mm-hmm. than anything else and then he's like I can't I can't I can't and he gets a, basically buzzed <laughs> Sad. I'm not a huge fan of of men with long hair though I there's mm-hmm. something about it it it, it Tor is really I think the only one that can get away with it for me <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'm like not my thing <laughs> or for me I love it <laughs> <laughs> wow I I didn't realize but yeah no I I do like the men with long hair gotta say because Marshall <laughs> also has the long hair and that's kind of funny to me <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I don't even see it as long. To me, I see it as like, I don't know, not short, you know, like anything. This is like normal, acceptable men. Like this is like the bare minimum. Like if it's shorter than that, then it's just like short. But yeah, I see long as like, like, you know, shoulder. Link Link has long hair. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) To the extent that I I mentioned how my friends make fun of me for webtoon men. So I I had this thing where I sent them like 20 webtoon men and I had them rank them according to like how handsome they found them. And then I was like, when I sent them link, my friend was like, you like that one. She's like, blonde, buff, 
long hair. Yep, that's your type. <laughs> and my husband is indeed blonde, giant. He's not buff, he doesn't work out, but he's still a giant. And yeah, so <laughs> she's not my number. <laughs> I have to say out of all the webtoon men though, Torah, it does yeah. take oh. the cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> Charles Honestly, is a good second. <laughs> right. Honestly, I think Midnight Poppyland has made me, has reinvigorated my need for tattoos after 14 years. I got <laughs> one. I was good. I'm, I've already got like two or three more planned. <laughs> you know who probably has the tattoo is Charles. I bet Charles has a secret <gasps> tattoo that we just yes. haven't seen. You know? Yes. Oh, I would love that discovery because I mean, Sam didn't do a whole lot of exploring <laughs> this morning. She didn't do any, any, it's just face. You know? And like, you know, he had, he had, he lost that shirt, which, you know, props to him for like button down pajamas in the first place. But like, I know that was hilarious. You know, yeah. Of course she, she had do... matching beautiful pajamas. Like he <laughs> doesn't, he, he doesn't sleep silk. in boxers. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sleep in a t-shirt. Mm-mm. It reminds me of Neil Patrick Harris from how I met your mother with his like yes. <laughs> uh, silk suits that he wears to bed. Like that's exactly what I imagined. <laughs> But yeah, I would, oh my God, I would love for Charles to have like a secret tattoo somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do we have any final thoughts on this episode before we wrap up? Uh, I can't wait until next week. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd love to see what they do in their apartment. <laughs> I know. Like, are they going to continue making out? <laughs> I'm kind of, I mean, we know that those walls are very thin. Mm-hmm. so part of me is I mean how Mar- you know Ben knows that his sister and Charles were a thing at to a certain extent you know whether it was Did just he? a casual thing or what I feel like he has to know because they they sparred together enough at least that there had to have been at least something in passing and mm-hmm. I'm sure he knows his sister well enough but I don't know I got the sense that they didn't really talk to each other recently because of the fight in the family yeah, but I feel like the thing with Charles has been going on for a long time. Like, it's a very off-again, on-again when it's convenient mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, that, yes, but I also feel like Eva wouldn't tell her little brother, right? He's younger than her, and I have the younger brothers, and I'm like, okay, they know I'm married, obviously, but, like, I don't think I would have ever told him if I was sleeping with a guy who I wasn't in a relationship with because he's, like, Charles was, like, unavailable. I don't think I would have told them that, you know? <laughs> like... It's not something I would have shared because he wasn't her boyfriend. He was just the guy she slept with. Mm-hmm. I I think the problem is uh, it's we're now what five episodes in five ish, and uh, we have yet to have any type of conflict. And so I foresee that, you know, as they get to talking and exploring, I think that more of that conflict will kind of show up. Um, Sam being very insecure about her experiences and Charles trying to be more reassuring. But I I don't know if he'd get frustrated, but I hope not. That's just my internal worry for the next episode, though I would much prefer exploring and happiness. (laughs) We also, I mean, the conflict could easily be finally getting whatever blowout is going to come from Lincoln Dallas, because that is an unresolved storyline that I cannot wait to get back to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and definitely hinted at in this episode that there is more to the story than just, you know, because I mean, Link doesn't have the power to ground his brother. Obviously, something must have happened where the mom had to step into. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like by dream my dream for the next episode is uh, them just playing video games together and her introducing him to World of Warcraft, the <laughs> World of Warcraft uh, type game, because I would love to see more of that. I, I am personally like a huge gamer and that's what got me into Let's Play originally was because um, of her like love for video games. And so then seeing the World of Warcraft alike uh type panels I was like (laughs) I understood all the references and Mm -hmm. so I've tried to get my guild into reading this and uh they've been a little hesitant but I'm I'm trying oh I would love to see them go through a character creator together (laughs) nice oh that's cute yeah well we'll find out what happens yeah I'm hoping for some mission gush but yeah you're right we may not get that (laughs) I just want more love 
I mean, I do it. One may be enough for her for for the for her first time. (laughs) (laughs) Some morning dew. Well, ladies, thank you so, so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to meet you both. I'm so happy that you came on and I hope that you guys come on again. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us, Mindy. Yeah, thanks so much. It was super fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Shannon, Esther, and I'm watching you. Your support is truly appreciated.